0: Hello. You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. After All These Years by Layla Harrison on Gossamer. Rating Explicit. Chapter 2 Margaret Scully. I answered the door to Fox about 40 minutes later. I had not been surprised that he called. Dana had told me to expect it. He looked grim, exhausted sad. I knew in the way a mother knows that he had been crying. His eyes were rimmed and swollen, but he was putting on a brave front for me. Mrs. Scully, I need to know where Scully is, he stated, before he even stepped over the threshold. I swallowed hard, recalling the last time he was on my doorstep, that time Dana had asked me to lie for her. But last time, well, the last time was different. She wasn't herself then. She had been convinced that Fox would show up and kill her. This time was different. Come in, Fox. We need to talk. He came in and stood in the living room across from me. Why don't you sit down, I asked, sitting on the couch. He shook his head, indicating that he would prefer to stand. Where is she, he asked. I can't tell you, I answered right away. His face fell immediately. Dana asked me not to tell you where she went. I felt an ache in my chest for him. He was always like a son to me. He obviously loved her so much. Why, he asked, lowering his voice. I could hear the impending tears. He was obviously trying hard to hold them back. Why not? I wonder if agreeing to Dana's idea had been a good idea after all. But she was my daughter. I had to do as she requested. She had sworn to me that it was for the best, for both of them. I had tried to believe her. It was difficult. She had not seemed altogether convinced herself. I knew that there was so much that she had left unsaid to him. I had to be very cautious in what I said. Fox, Dana felt that she had to leave. She had so much to deal with emotionally that she needed to do it alone. He swallowed back a few tears. I would have helped her deal with anything. I nodded. I believed him. I know that fox. We both know how strong-willed she is. She told you about us? He asked hesitantly, nervously, and I nodded. She told me so much, Fox, I wanted to say. I was overwhelmed by how much she had kept from him, from the world. He looked so guilt-ridden, and yet he had no idea what was really going on with her. I felt guilty not telling him, but I promised Dana— I approve, Fox, in case you were wondering. I had to tell him this. I didn't want him to think that I didn't trust him with my daughter. I have known for a long time that I trusted him with her more than I would have trusted anyone. I knew for some time now how much he cared for her, that he would never let anything happen to her. But things had happened to her, things that were beyond his control, beyond anyone's control. I knew he still carried guilt from those things. I wish that there was something I could say to ease some of his pain now, but I couldn't do that. She thought I didn't want to marry her, he said. She did think that, I affirmed. It's not true. His answer surprised me. Dana had been so convinced, I thought. I'm scared, he confessed in a tiny voice, like a little boy. I'm afraid to be close to someone because I lose them. I was afraid to lose her. And now I have. There was nothing I could say. He was crying silently, tears running down his face. I felt like crying myself then. I was afraid to speak. I didn't trust my words or my own voice for that matter. So what am I supposed to do now? He asked, pacing the room. Just forget about her. Just go on as if I never knew her. As if none of this ever happened. He was upset. Dana knew him well. She had predicted that he'd be scared, sad, then angry. I stood up going to the mantle to where Dana had left the letter she knew he would eventually come to get. She left you a letter, I said, handing it to him. I'm so sorry, Fox, I thought. He took it and nodded. Thank you, he said, turning to leave. Fox, I called after him. He stopped and turned. Yes? I won't see you again, will I? I asked already knowing the answer. He shook his head sadly. I went to him and took him in my arms. I didn't know much about his family, only what Dana had told me. And that was that his relationships with his remaining family were strained. I hugged him tightly and he hugged me back, holding on for dear life. We stood like that in the front hallway of my house for a few minutes. Then he slipped free from me and left without saying another word. Mulder. I waited until I got to the car to read the letter. I ripped open the envelope, unfolded it, and saw Scully's clear, concise handwriting, and it made my heart ache. Dear Mulder, I know that you are angry at me for leaving, but I had to do this. For me and for you. It was truly the best thing for both of us. I hope that someday you'll be able to understand that. I do love you. I always have and I always will. That has not changed. Please do not look for me. Do not try to find me through my mother. I do not want to live a life as a fugitive from you. I hope that you will respect my wishes. We had a wonderful time together, Mulder. As partners, you show me that the truth is not always found in scientific facts. As friends, you prove to me the power of faith and taught me to trust. As lovers, you show me that you yourself have a great capacity for love. I will cherish what you have given me, always. Scully. Inside the envelope at the bottom, fallen into one corner, was a gold chain. On it was the gold cross she had always wore. I could remember wearing it myself when she was missing. I could remember seeing it at her throat so many times. I could remember lying in bed with her. She was propped up on one arm, her body bare and warm, close to mine. She was looking down at me. Her face was indescribably happy and full of light. The cross dangled from her neck. And I reached up, taking it between my fingers, feeling the coolness of the small piece of metal compared to the heat on her skin that I felt moments before. It's faith, she told me, on one of those late nights. When you were gone, I used it as my faith, that you would come back to me, I told her. So it's touched both of us, she murmured. It's become our faith, and a higher power, whatever that might be, I added. It's become our faith in love, she answered. That faith has seen us through everything. I smiled, letting the cross fall back on her chest and kissed her slowly. And we had gone back to making love for the second time that night. Now, I removed the chain from the envelope and put it on, slipping it under my suit shirt, feeling the coolness of the metal on my skin once again, remembering with clarity the way she had felt when I kissed her. It's my faith, I murmured aloud to the empty car. My faith that I will find you someday, Scully. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.